0: Log Talk Radio truly evangelist Janet Taylor singing uh, I got joy hallelujah that CD was recorded back in 2013 uh, released in 2014 it's called a new beginning it's on the website this is your host tonight evangelist Janet Taylor coming to you live from walls of fire deliverance ministry international you can find us on the internet at www that walls of Fire, Deliverance, M-I-N, dot com. Hallelujah. You can also reach us by email at jet245 at com. And if you use snail mail, you can write us a letter at P.O. Box 1148, Walkertown, North Carolina, 27105. We are so excited tonight to tell you about some things that are going on at Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry. We started a Bible study today in Germany. Glory be to God. I tell you how God put that thing together, it still amazes me. I taught the first lesson tonight in Germany. Hallelujah. The women from Germany reached out to me and said that they needed they were hungry, glory be to God. and the word of God says, if uh you are hunger, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you shall be filled." And so when they approached me and asked me about teaching um, this Bible study in german, um, I, uh, I, I, was, I was floored first and foremost because I, the first, my first reaction is, how are we going to do that? I, I don't know how to do that. But um, they told me how to do it, and so we use a, uh we're using an online platform, and um God worked it out and so we had our first Bible study today on why Christians need to study the Bible. I want to give a shout out to Sister Kim over in Germany, and a shout out to uh Eva and a shout out to Uh, two sisters named uh, uh, Irina. So we just want to give God thanks and praise for everybody that was on the uh, uh, platform with us today. We had a wonderful time. And then I want to tell you about uh, the sweet hour of prayer. This is a prayer line. And uh, we come together on this prayer line Monday through Saturday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. And uh, on Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you'd like to come on this prayer line, if you'd like to join us in prayer, glory be to God, I want to encourage you to, uh, uh, you know, whatever time zone you're in, adjust your time to uh, um, uh, coincide with these times. Let me give you the number. It's area code 425 6333 and the code is 7165050. We are encouraging you to come, join us on this prayer line so that we can pray. The Bible says that Jesus told his disciples, "We pray for 1 hour." And Jesus told his disciples, "Can you not pray with me for 1 hour?" And the answer is, "Yes, Lord." We have a a group of people who come on this prayer line day in and day out. And we do nothing but pray. We pray for one hour. Glory be to God. So if you got a lunch hour and you have a prayer concern or a need, come on the prayer line, let us know so we can pray for you. Uh, we do have a prayer list of things and people that we are praying for, but we will add your name to the list. We will pray with you and for you. And, uh, one sister said how she has been so strengthened by coming on the prayer line. And we want to say, to God be the glory. All the glory belongs to God. Hallelujah. And we give him thanks and praise for what he's doing on the sweet hour of prayer and on, uh, here at Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry. And we just thank God for every opportunity that we are given to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with the people of God, because we believe that the hour is late and the sun is going down, and Jesus, our Savior, our Lord and Savior, and soon-coming King, is coming soon and very soon. So, let's get started tonight, and tonight's uh, message coming to you from uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, a very familiar passage of Scripture. And we're going to read verses 17 through 21, and then I'll give you the title. Glory be to God in the highest. And it says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God who have reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and have given to us the ministry of reconciliation. I want you to underline that, the ministry of reconciliation. To wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and have committed unto us the word of reconciliation. I want you to underline that. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. We do have another scripture that uh, we're going to share tonight. Turn with me to Colossians, hallelujah, Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. Thank you, Jesus. Actually, I'm I'm going to really start at the 10th verse um, and read down to verse 14 because there's so much meat in this. Somebody say, Lord, give us, we are hungry, give us meat. Hallelujah. It's time out for saints of God who have been around for a while, five and six years, it's time out. You have to come off the milk, and it's time for you to be on meat so that we can grow. Glory be to God. Grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So let's let's hit this. It says, starting at the tenth verse, verse, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord, unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Glory be to God. Strengthened with all might, according to His glorious power unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which have made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who have delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Now, of sin. I want to read 13 and 14 again. Who have delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. So our topic for tonight is God dropped the charges? Glory be to God. God dropped the charges. If I were to use a subtopic, it would be reconciled to God. Glory be to God. Going back to Second um, Corinthians, um, chapter five, I want to start there because it says, um, "If any man, this is my favorite scripture." If any man be in Christ is a new creature, all things are passed away. Behold, all things, not some, not part, uh, not a few, but all things are become new. Sometimes we read uh, the crucifixion story because of uh, its violence, uh, when we read it, You know, we we look at its violence, its extreme cruelty, and the goriness of the cross, and we look away, and we miss the true meaning of it. We miss how Christ was crucified, not because he was evil, not even uh, 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 because of evil men who hated him, but because of the devil. Let's, Let's put the blame where it belongs. Satan was operating through those Pharisees and those members of of the Sanhedrin court. He was operating through them. It was Satan who hated Jesus. Hallelujah. Therefore, it was the devil and the power of darkness that was at work. You see, he hated him from the beginning. The Bible tells us that He was an angelic cherub and his job, he had a voice like none other. He was a worshiper and his job was to worship God day and night. But there was an insurrection in heaven and he rose up against God and he said, I will exalt myself and I will be like the most high. And uh, he came against God. There was rebellion in heaven. And the Bible says that I beheld him as lightning. He was kicked out of heaven, and he was kicked out with such force that he his his fall to the earth was like lightning. And so Satan hates God. And if you and I love God, he hates us too. He hates man in general, which is why his job description is to steal, kill, and destroy. That's always what he's on the prowl for. But he hates those who believe in God and Jesus Christ, and he hates those who love him. Glory be to God. But make no mistake about it. It was Satan, and he hated him from the beginning. Glory be to God. And it was the power of darkness that was at work. The devil made them laugh. It was the devil that caused the soldiers, the Roman soldiers, to mock him and spit in Jesus' face. It was the devil that nailed him to the cross and killed him. It was the devil who did all these horrible things to our innocent Lord and Savior. Even Pilate said, I find no fault in this man. It was the devil who came against Jesus Christ, who had done no wrong, nothing but good. And uh, it was the devil who hated Jesus from the very beginning, and he sought to rid the world of him. And this is why, even though the enemy used people to accomplish his will, Jesus prayed for them on the cross, and he said, um, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, because they really didn't know. Now, you might say, well, uh, how is it that they didn't know that they were crucifying an innocent man. Yeah, they knew that. And you might say, well, how is it that they didn't know they were putting him to death? Yes, they knew that. But what they didn't know was that they were being used. They were tools. They were pawns in Satan's hands, and they were being used of the devil. And then, you know, they miscalculated because they didn't really know that the devil was using them and uh Satan thought that he was finally getting rid of Jesus and that if he killed him, um, he, he he you know, he would be rid of him. And um but Satan had grossly, I say grossly miscalculated what he thought would be the end of Jesus Christ turned out to be Satan's most horrific miscalculation because satan did not realize that by nailing the son of god to the cross he was defeating himself satan didn't know that almighty god was using jesus to put the devil to an open shame and that he was triumphing over him you see when jesus hung his head on the cross he was reconciling us unto God, when he suffered, bled and died, when he was beaten, when he was mocked, when he was spit upon, when he suffered all of the torture that he went through, unimaginable of Christ, and not even Mel Gibson uh, actually was able to uh, capture it because they beat him beyond recognition. You see, Satan didn't know that God was using Jesus to put him to an open shame, and um, God was reconciling us, uh, using Jesus to reconcile us unto him now i want to talk about this word reconcile the word reconcile is actually a financial term uh we hear uh, that word in the banking industry so let's talk about what it means to reconcile something means to get a balanced claw beats a guy Hallelujah. You know, at the end of the month, we we write our checks and we do our debits and things of that nature. And then at the end of the month, we have to sit down with our bank statement and our checkbook and make sure that it reconciles. In other words, that it matches. It is balanced. We have to, what they call balancing the books. Glory be to God. And so what God was doing, because we know that in the beginning, Adam and Eve had a perfect relationship with the Lord Jesus. The Bible says that Adam and Eve, they walked in the garden with God in the cool of the day. Everything was perfect. Adam, he had dominion over uh, uh the earth, and he, he had dominion over the animals and everything. They could eat whatever they wanted to, God had provided. And there was only one instruction, just one simple instruction, and they couldn't even uh, follow that. Uh, And they were told they could eat from every tree. They could eat the fruit from every tree in the garden except from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And wouldn't you know, that's what the devil came and tempted them to eat from. And so he whispered in Eve's ear. That's just how the serpent operates. He comes with a thought. And then he says, well, you know, this ain't really so bad uh, for you to be with this man's uh, wife or for you women to be uh, with this other man. Um, Nobody's really going to know if I take this money and, you know, I can just, this little peel and I'll be all right, and uh, it's just going to help me relax a little bit, and uh take the edge off. You know, that's how Satan talks. He's always a liar, and the Bible said he is a liar from the beginning and the father of lies, so we can't listen to Satan. We can't listen to him at all, but Eve listened to him, and that was Her mistake. She listened to him, and um, Satan said to her, You know, um, you're not really going to die because God told them the day that they eat of this fruit, they would surely die. And so Satan, he had to use the very thing that God said for them not to do. That's what he came and convinced them to do. And he said to them, you know, you're going to be like God. Your your eyes will be opened and you will be illuminated and you will be like God. And that was what Satan wanted to be. He wanted to be like God, but he couldn't be. So he had to come another way. He had to deceive God's creation because God. Uh, created the heavens and the earth. He created man. He created the animals. God created everything in the beginning. And the Bible says he did it all in six days. And on the seventh day, which is the Sabbath, he rested from his labor. So Satan used the very thing that he knew uh, belonged to God. He used man. And he came and he got uh, a, a man to rebel against what God had said. And so he set everything in motion. So when um, Adam and Eve ate from the tree, their eyes were open, but they were not like God. The first thing was they knew they were naked. And so when God to them said, Adam, Adam, where are you? And um, Adam said, "Um, um, we over here, Lord, we over here. And he said, "You know what? What are you doing hiding?" And he said, "We we 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 were naked. We um, we we we, we were naked." And he said, "Who told you you were naked?" And um, he said, uh, uh we we um, uh, he said, "What have you done?" So God knew. He knows everything. He's omnipresent, omniscient, and um, omnipotent. So he knows everything. And God knew that they had eaten from the tree of good and evil. God knew they had disobeyed him. And so uh, that set things in motion. So then not only was Satan kicked out of heaven, uh, man, Adam and Eve were kicked out of Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve were kicked out of uh, um they were kicked out of the garden so once again the enemy is deceiving people the enemy is deceiving people and um the the enemy is deceiving people so that's what he does. he is an expert at deceiving people and he does it he's so clever. He's so clever. This is why if whatever God tell us, we have to stick to what we heard God say. You know, uh, so many times people come along and tell something different. They'll tell you, oh, um, what are you doing that for? You say, well, this is what I was told to do. And they say, oh, you really don't have to do that. That ain't what it means. That's a lying spirit. That's a lying spirit. Uh, in the book of 1 Kings, Chapter 13, there was a prophet, and God sent this prophet on an assignment. He told him to go to Bethel and prophesy against Bethel. And he said to him, the way that you go to Bethel, don't come back this way. And he said, and um, don't stop in and eat with anyone. So the prophet heard directly from God. He had his instructions. He knew his so the prophet went to Bethel, prophesied against Bethel, and as he was on his way back, there was another prophet, and that prophet said to him, come in and eat with me. Well, the first prophet knew that God had told him not to eat with him, and the prophet said, no, I can't can't eat with you, he said, because um, God instructed me not to turn in and eat with anyone. The second prophet said, I am also a prophet of God, and God told me to tell you it's okay if you come in and eat with me. Now, first of all, that didn't even line up with, what the, with the word that God had given to the first prophet. So we got to stick with what lines up with the word. If it don't line up with the word, it's not God. It's a spirit of deception. And Matthew 24 and 4 says, take heed that no man deceive you. So we got to stick with the word. That is why it is so important to eat, sleep, and drink the word. We got to digest this word. We got to get this word in us. And I'm going to tell you why, because the day is coming that the word is going to be obsolete. What do I mean? Jesus said, uh, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word shall remain forever. But they're going to take it out of society. They're going to remove, it'll be illegal to own Bibles. They're going to remove the word from you. So that means you got to have the word in you. You got to hide the word in your heart, glory be to God, that I might not sin against him. you got to know the word, glory be to God, which is why Paul commanded Timothy in 2 Timothy 2 and 15. He said, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So this second prophet told the first prophet that he did not, Uh, that it was okay for him to turn in and eat with him, even though the first prophet knew he had heard directly from God, and he turned in and ate with him. And the minute he ate with him, the second prophet said to him, did not God instruct you not to turn in with anyone and eat with them? And he was like, yeah, but, but you said, but you said, And and, and I'm going to summarize this. The second prophet was like, but I'm not God. I told you a lie and I I did it to test you, to test your obedience, but you came in and ate with me when you know that you heard God say, don't turn in and eat with me. So he said, "Uh, behold, a lion is down the street. You're going to meet a lion down the street and he's going to eat you. He's going to... Take your life. And sure enough, that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. He met a lion down the road. The lion, uh, uh, you know, killed him and left his carcass laying there. So um, I said all that to say that it is important that what you hear from God, you obey it. Don't let, I don't care if it's your mama. And if she come along with something different other than what God has told you, you stick with what God has said. Because let me tell you something. The spirit of Antichrist, which is the spirit of deception, is in the land. So we're looking at this artificial intelligence right now. I know I'm kind of bouncing around. Let me get back to this, the ministry of uh, reconciliation. But we're looking at this artificial intelligence now that's being used and i'm telling you it is the mark of the beast they're going to use this to uh uh to infiltrate homes and churches and and families and uh uh they're going to spread lies and deception because that is what the world is trying to do now everything that god made and established was good and they're trying to pervert it so they're going to use this artificial intelligence to deceive people. They, uh, somebody told me that now you can uh, use ChatGPT and they will, you can speak to it and it will write a sermon for you. I would never use ChatGPT to write a sermon because if I don't hear from God, I need to quit preaching. I need to stop preaching. If I can't hear from my father, I'm not going to hear from a machine. I'm not going to hear from a robot. I have to hear from God, and that is why I spend quiet time in the presence of the Lord because that's who I take my instructions from. So I'm going back to this ministry of reconciliation. Now, before I go there, we need to make sure, that we are getting daily doses of the word. I mean daily. We need to be filling up on God's word because the day is coming when the word won't be accessible. And so we're looking at something. There's another trend I see in the church. They're telling people, oh, you don't need to bring your Bible to church because uh, we're going to put it up on the screen." Let me tell you something. That's preparation for uh, the deception because if you don't bring your Bible to church and read along with what they say is the Scripture, if you don't read it for yourself, you know that that's not the Scripture. As a matter of fact, people who know the Word will instantly know, hey, that's not the Word. That's not what the Bible says. But people who don't know the word, I'm talking about new converts, also people that spend no time in the word, never read that Bible, uh, only dust it off uh, for Christmas and Easter and uh, maybe for a funeral or something. Those people who don't know the word, when they put these lies up on the screen, they will be deceived and won't even know they're being deceived. You know we have a generation of people who 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 listen intently to what the pastors say but now, if the pastor puts the wrong thing up on the screen and it don't it's not the word of god it's what it's a deviation I'm not talking about these translations i i i i that's a whole nother sermon because I can tell you right now that the n i v bible is probably uh, one of the most wicked tools that they have ever come up with. Um, I have a pamphlet here of all of the scriptures that they leave out with the NIB Bible. They uh, uh, omit, uh, let me just go over this very quickly. I wasn't going to go there, but I'm going to do it since I was talking about it. They uh, omit the word Lord 66 times. They omit the word God 51 times. They omit the word heaven 50 times. They omit the word repent 44 times. They omit the word blood 23 times. They omit the word hell 22 times. They omit the name of God, which is Jehovah. They omit that entirely they uh, omit uh the word new testament entirely they omit damnation entirely and they omit devils entirely so there's a whole lot wrong with these uh uh other translations I have a um uh, a pamphlet here i'm gonna i'm gonna stand this thing and put it um uh, put it on so that I can access it um but I'm telling you this is this this is somebody's already done the research, so I don't even have to do it um they uh they come up with these words they they're in these translations I stick with the king James version why because it's the longest it's the oldest and the longest it comes from King james sixteen eleven uh, uh 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 translation and um I'm going to tell you something. These people are already sipping uh, this false doctrine in. I was reading uh, an NIV Bible one time, and I was reading Romans. Let me let me just turn to this. I'm getting back to the ministry of reconciliation. Romans chapter eight, verse one. And um, but I know that scripture, so I know what it says. But I was with a group of people and this lady was teaching, so she was teaching from the NIV. And this is what uh the King James Version says. It says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. I'm gonna tell you what the N I V says. It said, There is now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. And that's the end of it. It says nothing about them who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So what they were doing is giving people a blank check, cart blank. In other words, they're just saying, if you are in Christ Jesus, and they mention nothing about how you walk, walking after the flesh, or walking after the Spirit. They just completely omitted that. So I asked the lady, hey, 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 where's the rest of that verse? She was reading from an NIV Bible. And I'm telling you, there is so much that have been um, omitted or deleted from the NIV Bible. And I want to say something about that because the Bible tells us if any man add to this take away, he is accursed. So they're going to use these translations, these so-called new translations, to deceive people. Anytime you take the word repent out of the Bible, it ain't the Bible no more. Why? Because when Peter preached the first message to the church in Acts chapter 3, and they said to him, Men and brethren, what must we do to be saved? Peter said, repent. Repent. He told them to be in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Acts 3 and 19 says, repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And it's also in Acts 2, um, 2 and 38, Peter said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy, of the Holy Ghost. Now, people are preaching salvation and uh, call themselves leading people to Christ, and they leave out uh, repentance. There's no repentance, and they just say what the people tell them to say, and then they shake the preacher's hand, and uh, they're in, like they just joined some some super club or something like that. And I'm going to tell you something. They are leading people astray. They are leading people astray with this. So let me get back to the ministry of reconciliation. So the word reconcile means, a a balanced account. The accounts are balanced. In other words, he put us back into right relationship with God through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So Satan, being the stupid uh, entity that he is, did not even know what he was doing. He had no idea that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. He had no idea that God was using Jesus to put the devil to an open shame. And he had no idea that Jesus was triumphing over him. Glory be to God. Because Jesus has suffered, bled, and died on the cross, we as believers, have been reconciled to God. So the power of God took over and delivered us from the devil and from his imps. And we have been transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light. Glory be to God in the highest. Let's let's go back to uh, 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 Colossians. Colossians is going to put this nail in Satan's coffin. He said, who have delivered us, Colossians 1, 13 and 14, who have delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us or transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. In whom we have redemption. To be redeemed means to buy back. We have been bought with a price. We are not our own. We have been purchased with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. So we have redemption through Jesus' blood and the forgiveness of sins. Now, I don't know about you, but I sure did need what Christ did on that cross. I needed, hallelujah, to be reconciled to God. And he did it for humanity, but I take this thing personal. I really do. I take it personal because I know what I used to be. I know what I used to do. You see, for more than 13 years of my life, I was strung out on crack cocaine. I was a prostitute in the street. I was in and out of jail. I was in and out of prison. I was raped repeatedly, robbed, stabbed, and left for dead. I was a whore. I was a whore. But God, glory be to God, through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, redeemed a wretch like me and forgave me of my sins when I cried out to him in confession and repentance, godly sorrow, hallelujah, worketh unto salvation. Glory be to God. You cannot have salvation without the God sorrow. You have got to become sorry for your sins. In other words, you get a light comes on. You get a revelation, first and foremost, that I have sinned and I have sinned against God. David said it best in Psalm 51. He said, against thee, O God, against thee only have I sinned. Hallelujah. And he repented of his sins and david began to cry out to god and he said wash me with hyssop, and and, and 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 purge me and then he said and, and and you can take everything god you can take the kingdom you can take bathsheba you can take the child he said but whatever you do he said, don't take your spirit from me because David realized that he could not live without the spirit of God. And so that is where, uh, 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 that's a picture of true repentance. It's godly sorrow. And David said in, 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 uh, in the end of that particular um, chapter, he said in the end of it, I want to read it for you. He said, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou will not despise. In other words, when we are broken over our sins, when we are heartbroken over what we have done, the things that we have done in our body, the things that we have said, even the things that we have thought, when we become broken over our wickedness, then God, hallelujah, will deliver us from the power of darkness. Now, I want to talk about that and, and forgive us. I want to talk about that to be delivered. You see, I was strung out on crack cocaine. What that means is I was in bondage. I could not, the devil had me in chains. I could not break free on my own. I I, I went to some drug treatment programs, but I'm going to tell you something about them. They are powerless. They are not worth the paper that they are written on. And it's not even biblical. A 12-step program is not biblical. There is no such thing in the Bible as a 12-step program. We need to take one step, and that is to the Lord Jesus Christ. Come to God through his son, Jesus Christ, because he said no man can come to the Father except by me. Come to God through his son, Jesus Christ, repent of your sins, receive salvation and forgiveness of sins through Jesus Christ on the basis of what Christ did on the cross. Glory be to God and be forgiven and saved. Glory be to God. He had delivered us. So he broke the chain that had me bound. He delivered me from the power of darkness. I couldn't stop smoking crack. And because I couldn't stop smoking crack, I couldn't stop prostituting myself. And because I couldn't stop prostituting myself, I couldn't stop uh, 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 doing the evil things that I was doing. I couldn't stop on my own, but I heard that there is power in the name of Jesus. And one day, I began to call upon the name of Jesus. I began to cry out from the depths of my heart. This cry was different. I had cried before because I was beaten up and I had been raped and I had been robbed and stabbed and left for dead in an alley. But this was a different cry. I cried out, oh, Lord, have mercy upon me. I cried out, Father, forgive me. Sinned against you. I have taken this gift of life. That you had given me And I have almost completely destroyed it But God If you'll give me one more chance I will serve you till I die I wasn't trying to will and deal with God I didn't have anything to bargain with I wasn't trying to ask God, if if you'll give me this, I'll serve you. I was looking at more jail time. I was facing going back to prison. I didn't even bring that up. I didn't say, God, if you don't let me go back to prison, I'll serve you. I didn't say, "Uh, uh, God, if you'll give me a home. I was homeless. I was indigent. I lived in the street. I lived like an animal on the street. But I didn't try to wheel and deal with God had lost custody of my children. I didn't say, God, if you'll give me my children back. I simply said, God, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. If you will save me, I will serve you till I die. And I, that cry came from the depths of my heart. Glory be to God. mind, you know, his friends probably said, man, you need to get rid of her. That's what our natural mind says. But God told him something totally different. God told him to go and buy her back. In other words, God dropped the charges. Glory be to God in the highest He dropped the charges. Was she guilty? Yes. There's no doubt about it. Was I guilty? Yes. Did I deserve death, hell, and the grave? Yes. I should be dead. I would be dead. I could be dead. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, he had mercy upon me. Oh, I thank God that his mercy, they are new every morning, and his mercy endures forever. So for you people that are listening to the sound of my voice tonight, you might say, uh, 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 Sister Janet, you don't know what I have done. You don't know all that I've done. It doesn't matter. God is the only person that I know that can take our wicked, sinful path and bring something good out of it. He said it in his words. In Romans 8 and 28, he said, all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the call according to his purpose. You know, the Apostle Paul, he was on the road to Damascus. He was on the road to go and kill Christians. He had letters from the governors and all these important officials to to put down Christianity, to stamp it out. And for those that believed in it, he could jail them or he could kill them. He had been given authority. And Paul thought what he was doing, he, he, he thought he was doing the work of God. But guess what? On that road, he saw a bright light, and it knocked him off his horse. He was blinded, and the voice from heaven spoke to him. said, Paul, Paul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the prick. And Paul's first response was, Lord, what would you have me to do? He recognized instantly. He met the Lord on the road to Damascus. So God was not concerned about Paul's past. God had a future for him, an expectation, and a hope for him. And he told him that we, there would be many things he would suffer for the cause of Christ. And we know the Apostle Paul was shipwrecked, snake bitten, beaten many times for the sake of the gospel. Glory be to God. And he wrote three-fourths of the New Testament while in jail. God used him mightily. His past was not important to God. It was his future that God was interested in. So that's where it leads me back to my topic, being reconciled to God. God dropped the charges. He dropped the charges against Paul. He dropped the charges against me. Glory be to God him something to do so. It cost him the life of his own dear son. So he purchased our life with the life of his own dear son. But God can't go against his word. He paid the price that we did not, uh, we could not pay, and he paid the price that he did not owe. Glory be to God. You see, the devil thought he was defeating Christ. But Jesus was actually reconciling us to God, defeating Satan, and delivering us out of his clutches. My God, my God. Christ defeated our enemy, Satan, the one who caused the original sin in the garden. Satan has been defeated, cast out, and put in chains. And soon... He will be completely destroyed when God casts him into the lake of fire. This is why the Apostle Paul can make the bold declaration in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Because we have been reconciled to God through Christ Jesus, you and I are brand new. Now, the old folks, they used to sing a song, and it said, I looked at my hands, and they looked new. I looked at my feet, and they did too. But that is not biblical. I still got the same corns and bunions on my feet that I used to have. But on the inside, You see, God has done an inside work on me, glory be to God. He has done surgery on my heart, hallelujah. And I want to tell you something, when I got saved, I got saved in the county jail. I was there folding sheets and towels, glory be to God. And I listened to the gospel station. I asked them, can I listen to the gospel music? And I heard a song that came on, the very first song that came on, the words of the song, uh, uh, the song was called Another Chance by the Dallas Fort Worth Mass Choir. And the words of the song said, I'm sorry, forgive me, clean me up, and give me another chance. That song broke my heart. And I began to weep before the Lord. I began to cry out to God. I began to confess my sins. I began, the godly sorrow had just overtaken me. And I began to cry and tell God I'm sorry. Glory be to God in the highest. And he saved me instantly. I knew that I would never use drugs and alcohol again. I knew that I would never be a prostitute again. I knew that I would never do the sinful and wicked things that I had done before. I I knew that this day, glory be to God in the highest. I was being redeemed. I had been reconciled to God through Christ Jesus. I had been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into his marvelous life. I knew that my life had changed forever. And I'm going to tell you something. There was no preacher there. There was no choir there. There was no usher. There was no deacon. There was no minister. The Holy Spirit showed up, and he ministered to me. And I gave my life to Christ that day while working in the laundry room of the Forsyth County Jail. So it doesn't matter where you are because the Lord still makes house calls. Glory be to God. All you got to do is be sincere. Yeah, this was not jailhouse religion. And um, the women that were with me working that day, you know, they they uh, went back to their cell block when we finished the laundry, and they said to me, uh, what well, they said about me, They said, we give her two weeks, and she'll be back on crack. They said, we give her two weeks, she'll be back prostituting. They said, we give her two weeks, and she will be back in jail. They said, two weeks. And guess what? It's been 29 years. In March, it will be 30 years. All glory and honor and praise belongs to God. I can take no credit for who I am today. I have been redeemed, brought with a price. Jesus has changed my whole life. If anybody asks you, what's the matter with me, just tell them I have been redeemed. Glory be to God. Colossians 2 and 15 says it this way. Having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. He broke the chains that had me bound. My God, like a bird is escaped out of the snare of the power. He came to set the captives free. Hallelujah. And he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Glory be to God in the highest. So I want to thank God tonight. I want to thank him. Hallelujah. For what Christ did on the cross. Hallelujah. And I I, I want to make this available to anyone that's listening under the sound of my voice. I don't care where you are. I don't care what you've done. I don't care. Same uh, 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 thing is available to you. This same salvation is available to you. Glory be to God. This same Jesus is willing and ready to save you. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 2, verses 14 and 15, and this is what it says. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death that is, the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For verily he took not on the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. He came in the same likeness, the same likeness of flesh as we are. And he experienced the same things. glory be to God. Wherefore in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to support them that are tempted and come down as a uh, 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 angel or a cherub or a seraphim or a cherubim. He did not. He came as a human. He came in a body so that he could identify with us. Glory be to God. And He can have mercy upon us. You know, that's the new buzzword today, uh, who you identify with. But I'm so glad that Jesus came down here in the form of a man and not as an angel. And he suffered and he bled and died. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Colossians 1 and 20 says, and having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him, I say, whether they be in things in earth or things in heaven. And you who were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now have he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death, to present you holy and unblameable, unreprovable in his sight. Glory be to God. When I read this in the book of Jude, I said, wow. Let's look at this. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. I I wept so much when I first read this verse. You know why? It is because when I think of all of the horrible things that I have done, that God, Jesus is going to present me faultless before God because of the blood, because of the shed blood of Jesus because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. for God, faultless, as if I had never done any of these things. My God, that is mind-blowing. But I thank you. I thank him. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So Paul is able to boldly say that if anything be in Christ, He is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And I want to say to some people that may be listening to the sound of my voice tonight, uh, uh, you know, it it amazes me how you hear people in the church and um, when they get uh, offended, you know, it's all of a sudden they're back to the old man. They like to switch Uh, uh, back and forth. They vacillate back and forth. And they say, oh, I'm still me. You know, that's when they want to cuss you out and they want to tell you off and want to slap you upside the head. But the Bible says that cannot be because if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things are passed away. You see, I used to resort to cussing people out. I used to resort to slapping people upside their head. I used to resort to telling people off. But the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So I use prayer. I use fasting. I use worship. I use praise. I use the word. I use the blood. I use the name of Jesus Christ. Because I not fight with my fists anymore. I don't cuss people out anymore. That's that's not profitable. That does not edify the Lord. It does not edify me, and it doesn't glorify God. So I don't resort to that old way, thinking, thinking. And there are times that I simply hold my peace and let God fight my battles. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Because we have been reconciled to God through Christ Jesus, you and I are brand new. Yeah, we're brand new. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. God has changed us. Hallelujah. He's taken out that stony heart uh, and, uh, 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 and given us a heart of flesh. Thank you, Jesus. He's transferred me from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, which is the kingdom of God. You see, the the ministry of reconciliation means that we have been forgiven. We have been reconciled. The accounts have been balanced. The books are balanced. And what that means is God dropped the charges. Glory be to God. He dropped the charges. We were guilty, but he dropped the charges. Glory be to God. What a merciful God. What a loving and kind God. He said, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Oh, he's got to love us. He's got to love us because he knows us. Yeah, he knows all about us. I I think about that sometimes, and I said, you know, God, you are the only person who knows everything about me, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and you still love me. That's mind-blowing. That is mind-blowing. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. You see, reconciliation is the act whereby God, through Christ's atonement, brings men and women who were at odds with him, who were enemies with him, back into a peaceful and proper relationship with himself. We were enemies of the cross because of sin. Yeah. And what God did was he brought us back into proper relationship with himself through the death burial and resurrection of his son jesus christ you know somebody said well why couldn't he just why couldn't he just drop the charges because god couldn't go against his word but he dropped the charges in other words he put them on christ jesus all about sin Hung on, Christ Jesus. He suffered. He bled. He died. He was crucified. Glory be to God. Let's look at it in Isaiah. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost. Glory, glory, glory. Isaiah 53. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, everyone to his own way. And the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgression of my people. He was stricken. He, was, he had made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was there any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. That means to crush him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Because he had poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors. And he bare the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Good God Almighty. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to give God some praise. Surely he had borne our grief and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. God, we love you. God, we love you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God in the highest. We give God praise. Hallelujah. We give him praise. We give him praise. We give him praise. We give him praise. God did all this, hallelujah, for you and for I and for me. This is the ministry of reconciliation. Hallelujah. You see, through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, God made it possible for us to enjoy complete fellowship with him once again, So not only does the ministry of reconciliation mean that we are forgiven, all our sins have been forgiven and we have been redeemed by the precious blood of the lamb. God used the crucifixion of his own dear son, Jesus Christ to reconcile us to himself. In other words, he balanced the books. He balanced the books. Glory be to God. My sins and your sins were on the uh, the uh, account, and they outweighed everything. We couldn't do anything good that would be good enough to get us out of what we deserve, and it took Christ Jesus. We had all these debits, and we didn't have any credits. Glory be to God, and it took Christ Jesus to come and eradicate or wipe out our debits, and He became our credit. He reconciled us to God through Himself in the death of Himself. Glory be to God. Through Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. This is what the Lord did. The middle wall of petition was also torn down. And it was torn completely down so that we can boldly come to the throne of grace in prayer. You see, the ministry of reconciliation gives us access to God once again because we were separated from God through sin. Why? Because God is holy. He is holy. He cannot even look upon sin. When Jesus hung on the cross and our sins were transferred to him, he could not look upon his son. And Jesus said to him, Father, why hast thou forsaken me? It was because the sins of the world were on Jesus Christ. He could not look upon that. Glory be to God. All of my sins, all of your sins. Glory be to God. He could not look upon that. He could not. He could not look upon that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our sins were so gross and so black. I I I, I like it how it's written in the book of Psalms. He brought me out of a horrible pit. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. He brought me up out of a horrible pit. But the psalmist says it in Psalm 30. Glory be to God. Psalm 30 and verse number uh, um, three. He said, O oh Lord, thou hast brought up my soul from the grave. Hallelujah. Thou hast kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. Glory be to God. He brought me up out of a horrible pit. A horrible pit. Glory be to God. I don't know about you, but I was on my way to hell. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, thinking very deeply, stained within, thinking to rise no more. But the master... Of the sea he heard my despairing cry, and from the waters he lifted me. Now safe am I. It was love that lifted me. Glory be to God. When nothing else could help, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. So the ministry of reconciliation gives us access to God once again. We can now fellowship with God once again. You know, when Adam and Eve sinned, God put them out of the garden. He put them out. They were separated from God. But Jesus came and reconciled us unto God through his death, burial, and resurrection. Hallelujah. That is shouting music to me. Glory be to God. God dropped the charges. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, in the garden, man not only sinned against God, but he actually rebelled against God when he listened to Satan's lie. Man was deceived and cast out of the garden, and there was only one way, only one power that could deliver man out of the clutches of hell and the devil, and that is the power of God. And that's why we sing the song, there is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. Glory be to God. So God delivered us through his son Jesus. This is what it means to be reconciled to God. So don't worry about your past. Don't let nobody tell you, oh you oh you're not gonna be able to be saved because of all that you did. The devil is a liar. If you are born again, if you repent of your sins and be washed in the blood of the Lamb, receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can be reconciled to God through Jesus Christ his Son, through his death, burial, and resurrection. All you gotta do is believe. Hallelujah. Yeah, God. Believe that he is who he said he is and receive salvation in Jesus' name. May God bless you tonight. I hope that somebody is encouraged. I hope that somebody is blessed just to know that you have been forgiven. You are now reconciled to God. Through Christ Jesus, glory be to God. And that means that God dropped the charges. Hallelujah. And we ought to give God praise. Hallelujah. Because if you had to give an account for your sins, and I had to give an account for mine, who could stand. I am so thankful that it is written in the word of God that he will present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Lord, I thank you, and I give you praise. This is Evangelist Janet Taylor. Hallelujah. Coming to you live from the Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry International you can find us on the web at www.wallsoffiredeliverance.com. You can also locate us through email. If you wish to communicate with us through email, send us an email. If this message blessed you, let us know. You can find us at jet245 at msn.com. That's msn.com. You can um, sow a seed if you choose. If the Lord is using this ministry to bless you, you may sow a seed at PayPal or Zelle using that email address, jet245 at msn.com. Our mailing address, if you're still using snail mail, our mailing address is P.O. Box 1148, Walpertown, North Carolina, 27105. Or you can call us. If you'd like to call, you can call us at 336-830-0601. You can join us Monday through Saturday also for the Sweet Hour of Prayer at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time and at 8 p.m. on Sunday night Eastern Standard Time. We pray for one hour. The phone number is area code 425-436-6333 and the code, the access code, Is 716-5050. Also, we just started a brand-new Bible study today um, with the women in Germany. And um, we're getting ready to change uh, venues, so I'm not going to give out that information tonight. But you can join us every Thursday, 30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and um we, we came through uh one platform today, but we didn't we uh had a lot of problems with it, so we're gonna use uh, zoom from now on and um actually uh Sister Kim is setting that up, and uh, when I get that information, I will post it on facebook you can You can also um find us on Facebook at uh, Janet Taylor. Glory be to God. So we just thank God for you. Thank you for joining us tonight. We pray God's blessings upon you. And we also pray that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because he is coming soon. And we pray that you will not be deceived and that you would read and Study your Bible every day. It's just like you eat natural food, you need to eat spiritual food. And we don't eat one time a day, so we need to study more than one time a day. May God bless you. This is Pastor Janet Taylor. We love you here at Walls of Fire Deliverance Ministry, and we just pray God's blessings upon you. Good night.